Welcome to ATDA. I am your host, Bless Lewis, and this is our second episode or my second episode on the podcast, ATDA, Agreeing to Disagree. Today, my topic is women's work issues or uh, more specifically, black women's work issues. And I have a very special guest here with me today. Uh, it's simply Bree, who inspired me to do my first little podcast or, or do what we're doing right now um, and kind of share topics and ideas that are on my mind. And she empowered me to to move forward with this and uh, to give it a shot. So today I have her with me. She will be uh, answering a few or fielding a few questions because obviously I'm a millennial black male, which I love to say over and over. And <laughs> and I can't necessarily talk on women's issues without, you know, having a woman present. I feel that's necessary. So here we go. We're going to start off the show today. First, Bree, let me get, let me get Bree cut in here. And... <laughs> um, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's very important that we always try to utilize what resources we have in order to educate ourselves. And so sometimes it's hearing it from the horse's mouth, as they say. So hopefully today you guys will be enlightened. Make sure that you share, share, share. Um, share his podcast. Share the information that you obtain with loved ones, with friends, even with strangers. Because the more educated uh, everyone is, the better decisions we all can make and the, and the better uh vision uh, we can actually obtain from one another and understand why we go through the things that we go through so i'm happy to be a guest thank you awesome awesome so we're we're happy to get started with you right now brie um so first thing i do is normally a shout out and i want to do that today so my shout out today goes to the washington mystics the washington mystics just won the wnba uh title uh, they've for a long time been a very good team, but this year they won it all. I want to shout them out because uh, these young ladies are doing things within Washington, obviously, that a lot of our other teams haven't been able to do. Um, we, we got a couple other teams knocking on the door, but the Mystics did that. They, they won the ship, yes. and there were a couple things that I wanted to highlight about it, and it plays into our topic. Number one, Game 5 of the WNBA Finals was on ESPN2 behind a preseason game in the NBA. Mm. I mean, it's the preseason, and you got the final game with WNBA. Why Why they couldn't get bumped to number one? <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand everybody wanted to see uh, Zion at the time, and everybody wanted to see a lot of the, um, the rookies coming out. I, I can totally understand that. I, I get it gets more ratings. But I think a, another part of the reason it gets more ratings and things of that nature is because we don't push it. You know, like their final game, their biggest game of, of the season for that league is, is thrown back on ESPN2 while we got a preseason game for the for the men's league on ESPN1. Mm-hmm. So that just that's just, you know, one of those things you look at that and just kind of look into it. Another thing, I've heard this, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong. Someone from my city, please correct me if I'm wrong in D.C. They weren't given a parade. Wow. <laughs> from what I was told, <laughs> they didn't receive a parade. I just don't see any men's team in D.C. winning a championship and not I getting a parade. So... You know, it's just, you know, I'm I'm not a feminist or anything like that, but I can recognize when, when certain things kind of yeah. seem a little wrong. You know what I mean? So we're going to get into it on this topic of mm. black women's 
uh, workplace issues, and, and some of this is just women's workplace issues, all right? Here's a couple facts I got from AmericanProgress.org. I'm just going to throw them out there. So, uh, here we go. 35.4% of married and 73.3% of single black women are in the labor force. Okay? That's in comparison to 7.3% of married and 23.8% of single white women in the workforce. Now, I'm at where I work, there's still more white women than um, black women, mm -hmm. but obviously uh, as a whole in this country, uh, white people make up, you know, more people just by the uh, the numbers, but as far as percentage, there are more black women working that are married, more black women working that are single, just as far as percentages of black women. And this is a, this is from a survey from 2017, so I want to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Also in um, 2017, the median income was just over $36,000 a year for full-time working black women. God. Now, once again, these numbers should have changed by now. They're probably mm -hmm. creeping up, but you know, in general, uh, full-time on average, that means you've got a lot over that and a lot under that. Mm -hmm. And this is just one last one I want to put out there before I uh, hand it over to Bree to, you know, give me some insight on some of these numbers that you're hearing. Mm -hmm. um, 80% of black mothers are breadwinners in their family. That was huge to me. I don't know how true that is. I like to look into that. But, yeah. I mean, Bree, can you attest that? Are you the breadwinner in your family, in I your am. household? I am. Um, and it's interesting because... My mother, um, my mother is about, she just turned 59. She works as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just us two in the household. So um, I am the one that makes the most though uh, in, that, in that, underneath that roof. And that statistic, I'm not surprised by. Okay. okay. Because when you look at the number of single mothers um, in the U.S. alone, I'm sure, and I don't have the numbers, but when you, I'm sure if you look at it, it's going to be higher than any other nationality. Um, and so, as a single mother, uh, our mentality, well, for me as a divorced mother, um, my mentality is I need to take care of my child. I need to make sure that my son has a roof over his head and that, um, you know, he has all of the the clothing that, that is necessary for him. I don't do the Jordans and all of the LeBrons and all of that stuff. I, I buy sneakers because he's a grown boy. Um, so, of course, in order to afford that, you have to make the money. And how else can you make the money other than to get a job? So a lot of these women out here in the workforce are more than likely um, taking care of uh, a child or children. And so it is almost a requirement. Yeah, what you're saying is it's by necessity. It's, right. it's not a, I'm working because I want to work. No, it's survival. I have to. I have to. to for yes, us to eat. exactly. And when you look at what, the, what the, the government gives you for assistance, I myself, I don't understand how people can survive off of it. It's, it's like little to nothing. Mm, that's that's going to be a whole episode right there. Bri, <laughs> yeah, I promise you. That mentality. That I got some strong thoughts on, on how the government helps us with the air quotes going up right now. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you elaborating on that a bit yeah. there. I want to, um, you know, throw out a couple more of these uh, little tidbits or uh, mm -hmm. notes that I have. <laughs> yeah. um, so I got here that... Um, 
36% of black women lack paid sick leave, mm-hmm. which I don't have a comparison number on mm-hmm. that one for our other races. Mm-hmm. Um, 78% of black moms are employed. Mm-hmm. That's in comparison to about, that's just in general, not married, single. 78% of black moms, period, are employed. Mm-hmm. Six, that's compared to 66% of all others. That includes our white, Latina, and Asian women. So in general, uh, 66% of the uh White, Latina, and Asian mothers are employed, mm-hmm. but uh, that's compared to seventy-eight percent of Black moms. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up with a single Black mother. Uh, she got married when I was in my late teens, and um, but for the most part, me and my sister grew up with with her. She was our, you know, our rock. She was our provider, and all of those things. And she worked full time the entire time. You know, I don't remember a time that my mother was not working full time. Mm-hmm. If anything, I remember more times where she was working full time. And going to school to try to better herself um, even more and just to get another job where she would work full time again or, mm-hmm. you know, possibly work two jobs. There were times where she was working evening jobs at salons and things of that nature. Right. So I'm putting that out there because to me on my side, and Bree, you can uh, let me know about this. Mm-hmm. I see on social media, black women are, are on the come up. We do. Black right. women are, are very educated as far as at the rates compared to black men. Mm-hmm. There are black men educated. I'm never going to bash men. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I got your back, brothers. <laughs> but <laughs> we love y'all. Black women are, are, I would say they're more educated as far as the numbers. Just there are more of them getting educated yearly. Um, there are more of them seems to be in the workforce mm-hmm. period i mean i would say the numbers are close to equal but <clears throat> i see a lot of black women thriving in the workforce mm-hmm. on the back end what i don't know is they're not making as much as the folks doing the same job as them in their in their you know yeah. workplaces yeah it looks like she's doing great and she's doing this that and the mm-hmm. third but you know some of my other numbers suggest that that's just not true right. so even um to this day this is a 2019 uh survey and um and whatnot from AmericanProgress.org that says 61%, uh, I'm sorry, black women are making 61% for every dollar earned by a white man. Mm-hmm. And that's in the same jobs. Mm-hmm. So um, just talk to me a little bit on that. Like the, the 61%, that's something that jumps out to me. Like knowing that you're making 61 cent on the dollar for every dollar a, a white man is making in the same job. And, and this isn't no race bash thing or anything right. like that. I'm just trying to highlight what our sisters are going through. Right. I mean, it's not surprising, honestly, because when you look at the workplace and you look at your counterpartners and you see that you're surrounded by a majority and you can see we're surrounded by a majority of non-African-American employees, um, it's almost it's not discouraging, but at the same time, it makes you wonder, am I getting paid what they're getting paid? And honestly, I can say that I feel as though I'm not. I'm getting less than my counterpartners. And it doesn't have anything to do with uh, your educational background. Um, You know, it doesn't have anything to do with your experience, I feel. Because if that was the case, I would be making more. Um, I honestly feel like I don't know how they come up with these numbers and how they um, develop this concept of how they pay African-Americans versus everyone else. But there's a lot of inequality um, in the workplace. And so the 61 percent, like I said, is not surprising because I feel like when we go to work, we're almost expected to strive and and do your best and put your best foot forward and you know 
work until you can't work anymore, but we're not getting paid that same compensation. Yep, and that 61 cents on the dollar thing, uh, it gets really big as as you go along Mm -hmm. as far as annually. It uh, comes out to, on average, uh, black women are making 23,000 a little over 23,000 less annually than their white male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And this 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 particular portion we're talking specifically on black women compared to white men as far as salaries and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And uh it's nothing against our, our white brothers, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, we're we just highlighting some, you know, some things that we're saying here. Yeah. And um please comment, please let us know if if you've experienced any of this. If you found out that you're, you know, doing the same job as as any of your counterparts and you're getting paid, you know, substantially less. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? Especially if they were, you know, of another race or another sex and another race. Mm-hmm. Um, that also comes out. These numbers ex- extend to lifetime earnings. Same jobs. Once again, guys, uh, black women are making nine hundred forty six, a little over nine hundred forty six thousand dollars less over a lifetime. You know, a lifetime is about 30, 40 years of working mm-hmm. than their white male counterparts. So. I would just think that has to weigh on you, you know, a bit, you know, um, for me, I've had uh, experiences where I've been very comfortable in my job Mm -hmm. and I was doing really well, uh, working for DOD years ago. I was doing really well until about three years in, I found out how much some of my coworkers were making that we're on the same level in the same billet. And I knew for a fact, like, dude, I go way harder Mm -hmm. than this guy. I like, I close more tickets than this guy, you know, in a day than he does in a week. And I pick up some of the harder stuff. So then it, it kind of eroded the way I felt about work. Now, I wasn't as happy in work anymore because I got to look at this guy that I know is, you know, just getting paid more than me and uh, and doing the same job. And it made me feel some type of way. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, if you want to speak on that. Uh, just, to, just to add into that, um, and I'll tell you off here, but one of... The guys that I work with, he recently, um, there was someone who came on on board and he was assigned to train him. Mm-hmm. And within a good two weeks of this person working there, um, this brother actually found out because this new employee was bragging about how much he makes, mm-hmm. found out that this person came in with no experience, mm-hmm. no educational background, Making at least three to four dollars more than him an hour, mm-hmm. which adds up to a whole yeah. So it's like, how do you, knowing that this person is making more money than you, how do you continue to have the same positive, happy go lucky mm-hmm. attitude towards your employees, your colleagues, your management, knowing that they're undermining you? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that this is why HRI says oh, you don't discuss your pay yeah. with everyone else because they know they know there's some crookedness going on. Mm-hmm. They know that there's a lot of people out here who come in with no experience, no background, no nothing, and just because they are who they are, they start them off at, let's say, $20 an hour, but then someone else can come in with experience and be of a minority, and they want to start them off at like $16, $17, $50. It's like where is the where is the the equalness here? So, um, I mean that's a really good question. Where where is the equality yeah. within the uh, workplace on that? I will say I don't know if we have as much leverage, but the leverage you do have, and this is going to be a part of my final thought. Mm-hmm. Um, let me 
take a look here at time. Yep, so we're getting that 15 minutes, and you know I, I'm keeping these episodes under 20 every time. So um, a part of my final thought will be about where your leverage does come in. So um, before I get there, though, I want to just say one more thing. Um, black women, I feel, are facing... Uh, sexism and uh, small forms of racism in the workplace. And they're they're facing it combined and having to deal with all that comes with their family. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very incorrect narrative about their work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, even our myself, uh, black people's work ethic in, in general, I think there's some incorrect narratives on it. But specifically women and women of color, there's an incorrect narrative that, you know, they'll... How, how do I put this? I'll just say there's there's some unfair and incorrect narratives that they won't work as hard mm-hmm. or won't be able to do the same work at the same level as some of their counterparts. Mm-hmm. And um, once again, I think that's an incorrect narrative. And I'm saying it for myself firsthand that black women are taking over the workforce mm-hmm. and they're doing some of the best work that I see within my workplace mm-hmm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. So once again, I know I get all over the place, but I'm going to try to reel it back in here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um some of those incorrect narratives are the suggestion that caregiving, caregiving should be secondary to work. Um, you know, nobody, everybody knows you take care of your family first. Hello. If your baby is sick, you I know, got to go. Speak on that. Listen, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, my family comes first. Okay, because a job, you, I can get a job. A job is nothing with the skills that I have. A job is nothing. What comes first is your family, especially if you have children. Because what you're doing is you're you're showing your child the importance that they play in not just your life, but everyone else around you. Okay? They come first. If you're putting your job first before your children or your family, then you probably need to reevaluate your priorities. And breathe really quickly here since um, we're coming up on the time. Can you give me a, a quick final thought just on the topic? Um, I appreciate you sitting yes. down with me, obviously. And just give us a quick final thought if you have one. My final thought is going to be really stick to your guns. Don't sacrifice your energy, your your personality, who you are for anything, whether it's job, relationships, whatever it is. If you get to a point where you feel like you're being unappreciated appreciate unappreciated it's time to go all right and i totally can respect that advice here's my final thoughts you know once again this is your host bless lewis you can find me at bless lewis on facebook follow me do whatever you want um and please share out the podcast guys share it out but here are my final thoughts here on this particular topic um okay so one some of my research has shown me that, uh, you know, our women of color are working more hours and doing more unpaid hours. So that's something you're going to have to look into. You know, our women, you got to be able to stand up for yourself in some ways and you got to, you know, draw the line where it's like, I want to impress. I want to show that I'm a hard worker, but I don't want to, you know, keep doing all these little things off the clock and that add up to bigger things throughout the year. Right. From my experience, obviously I don't have the same experience as a black woman, but as a black man, when that job that I found out I was making less money in that job, and this is a part of my final thought, there was, I, I, that's when I learned about billets. Three years after receiving that job, I learned about the billet and how much they're paying the ranges for that position. I also remembered at the beginning of that job, they asked me, what would you like to be salaried at? 
and they gave me exactly what I asked for. Mm -hmm. It wasn't their fault that I asked for 15 grand less than what they maxed out at, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've noticed just over time and, and doing a little research that women in general avoid confrontation a little more than men. Mm-hmm. That doesn't speak for everybody, but they just avoid confrontation a little more than men. Where men at, at sometimes we we welcome confrontation. We want confrontation. Some men thrive off of it. Um, I'll say this. Anytime that you get a job and this is the only advice that I could give that I think is relevant. I always try to give um, not just problems, but solutions. Any job that you're offered, any job, no matter what that you're offered, always ask for more. If they are offering you $25 an hour, believe it or not, your only leverage comes right here as you're about to sign up for that job. If you ask, they ask, offer you 25, you ask for 28. They offer you 20, you ask for 22. More than likely, they will at the very least give you 21. But I tell you this for sure. If they offer you 20 and you sign on for 20, you will get paid 20. You know what I mean? They're not going to pay you more, especially if you're not going to ask for more. So Mm -hmm. that would be my only advice. You know, obviously, I want to do more research on a topic like this. It's raining here in Georgia, Mm -hmm. guys. So I want to do more uh, research on this. But my only advice to my ladies would be no matter what they offer you for a job, take a moment sit back and ask for more because that's what your white male counterparts are doing they're gonna they know that it's a billet if you're offering me this they you probably pay up to this mm-hmm. and they know that and they're going into it with that mindset so that would be my advice once again i thank you for guys for listening to atda yes. again today ooh, thank ooh. you for my uh co-host or <laughs> whatnot you. simply breathe yes thank you for having me i look forward to being on your show more often and then sharing my perspective and my input from a female's point of view all right, awesome. And I did go a little over 20. I'm going to cut this down when I can. But do you want to share your social medias? Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram. It's underscore simply Bree underscore. And that's S-I-M-P-L-E-E. Bree is B-R-E-E. So it's underscore simply Bree underscore. And that's for Instagram. My anchor is anchor.fm um, forward slash simply Bree. Same spelling. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.